Welcome to The Naked Truth. Peace to you. Let's pick up where we left off. We're in the book of Revelation. We're going to get, we're um, at chapter 9, and we're going to begin at verse 1. And we'll probably get through today's reading because it's not red letter. It's, um, so it's nothing Jesus actually said. Keep that in mind when you read any part of the Bible. What Jesus said, it only appears in one-tenth of the books in the total American version of the Bible. Less than that, actually. Um, but just about 10%, a tithe of the whole Bible. And this is not part of the tithe, but the book of Revelation does have some letters, words attributed to Jesus. That's why we're including it in our readings on Saturday nights. Without further ado, let's begin. Then the fifth angel sounded, and I saw a star falling from heaven to the earth. To him was given the key to the bottomless pit. So here now you see um, the vision the of what he's seeing changing from um, literal stars, like uh, burning balls of fire in the sky to figurative stars, as in it's a meta, meta, it's, it's a, it's simply a metaphor for something else, um, for actual beings, entities, as we'd probably call it in plain English, angels. Um, so something like that is what he's seeing. And he opened the bottomless pit and smoke arose out of the pit like the smoke of a great furnace. So the sun and the air were darkened because of the smoke of the pit. So this isn't the same um, sort of darkening like we, we've read about what we call eclipses. They're not called that in the Bible, but there's different times where things like that would happen where the light from the sun would be obscured by something going on surrounding the earth where it's not visible or, or darkened. Um, so here seems to be another event of that, only in this instance, it's saying that uh, the whatever it is that's burning in that great furnace, it's what's blocked out the sun. Then out of the smoke, locusts came upon the earth. And to them was given power, as the scorpions of the earth have power. So it says, as, so it's not a simile or metaphor, I forget which one uses like or as. Whatever the case may be, it's saying here that it's as a scorpion. So it's saying as though they're not actually scorpions, these are not actually bugs and critters climbing up out of the earth. But instead, these are entities, uh, demons, perhaps, if you want to think of it that way. Or if you want to think of it another way, forces, as in different elements of what's going on at the time in the future that he's seeing. And the way he's understanding it is whatever that element is, it's acting just like a scorpion sending stings that hurt people. So not actually scorpions, but whatever it is that's operating in the vision. Because remember, he's seeing something that's at a different time than where he's actually existing. So it's his way of interpreting it for us to understand it. For If you're going to apply these two visions of the future. They were commanded not to harm the grass or the earth or any green thing or any tree, but only those men who do not have the seal of God on their foreheads. So it's making it, it's sort of re, it's emphasizing it here, that it's not talking about literal bugs, creatures, locusts, swarms of scorpions or anything like that. It's talking about some sort of element that exists 
at this time that he's seeing that it operates that way, that it's not actually harming the grass or the earth the way humans do through environmental things, which is mentioned uh, in other parts of the Bible, particularly in Revelation. But instead, it's making it clear that that's not the power that the entities here that he's seeing has. It's a different power. And it's um, differentiating people who are going to be attacked, apparently, by the, the seal that is on, not in, it says on their foreheads. I say that because like I've mentioned before, some churches will change a letter, a word here and there, and that makes a huge difference in what's expressed rather than just say, I don't understand what it means when it says on. Um, even though in this case, it's clear, it says on. And I think what it's really saying there is that there's something that's identifiable about them that um, makes it clear visibly uh, what side they're on. And now what that is, I don't know. It just says it's a seal. And they were not given authority to kill them, but to torment them for five months. Their torment was like the torment of a scorpion when it strikes a man. So um, I'm not really sure what that torment is like. I mean, I guess we could search it real quick and see. Um, why not? Let's see. Let's just research scorpion bite. Let's see. Well, what pops up at first are people, it seems like playing with them and handling them. Let's see. Let's see what it says. So what happens if a human gets stung by a scorpion? Some common symptoms of a scorpion sting are tingling or burning at the sting site, numbness, difficulty swallowing, difficulty breathing, blurry vision, or seizures. In some rare cases, pancreatitis, a painful inflammation of the pancreas may occur. So it actually sounds like relatively mild symptoms. Um, so it seems to tingling and burning are the things that are highlighted or in bold, at least in the search that I found. So it seems that if you're gonna apply that to something metaphorically, um, it, it seems that whatever these powers at work, the power that they have is to hurt you and to sting you to, in a sense, whatever it is stings, it hurts, it bothers you, it's not pleasant, um, but it doesn't seem like it's lethal. In those days, men will seek death and will not find it. They will desire to die and death will flee from them. So I guess I guess didn't even realize that. Well, it's not lethal what they're being tormented by. And when they try to escape it in seeking death, they aren't able to. So I think that sort of re-emphasizes, re I say it emphasizes um, the case that that's what they're about, that element that's at work. It's not to kill, it's only to torment and to make things sting and uneasy for you. The shape of the locust was like horses prepared for battle. On their heads were crowns of something like gold and their faces were like the faces of men. So it seems that the face of the the energy of the face of that element is men. So it's people doing it. Um, 
And it says something like gold. So that means it could mean something that's valuable like gold, like money or crypto or influence. Any of those things can be considered tangibly valuable. Actually, now there's NFTs that are not even uh, uh, non-fungible. So that you can't even actually put your physical hands on, but are still considered valuable. So it could be any of those sort of things. It's something like gold, not gold itself, but valuable like gold. It says gold is what's generally considered valuable is what it makes me think of. They had hair like women's hair and their teeth were like lion's teeth. So women's hair can be I mean, men's hair could be just like women's hair, especially uh, now. I mean, where it's, you know, gender lines are blurred as far as expression more and more, probably like they used to be in ancient times and then got away from and then they're swinging back to again, it seems whatever the case may be, it's saying something about their hair, their appearance and their hair is like women's hair. And I guess the thing that makes me think of that or what it makes that makes me think of is how women are told their crown is their hair. And if you think about it in that sense, the MAGA crowd is a lot like women with their hair. Because if you notice the appearance of a lot of them, it's many times it's not even to be shady or anything. It's morbidly obese. It's balding. And it's like physically have hit a wall in the case of a lot of the women, almost to the point where they almost start to look like hogs, like pigs. It's crazy. And it's, 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 uh, and so, and angry like hogs or pigs like that. And so there, it, the whole point being, it seems like a lot of them have lost their hair and they feel like their hair is their crown and they're angry about it. A lot of them, not all of them, obviously, but I don't know. It it seems like that could be what it means also when it says they had hair like women's hair, women hold their hair like their crown. So you, you would think if a man, a man is acting all that enraged, say like over wearing a mask, not even a mandate to get a shot, but a mandate to wear a mask, keep yourself and other people safe, it seems they'd be vapid enough to be vain about their hair or loss of their hair like a woman would. So it doesn't mean that necessarily that the appearance has to be like women's hair, but maybe they act the same way about it as women traditionally act about their hair. I don't know. And they have breastplates like breastplates of iron and the sound of their wings was like the sound of chariots with many horses running into battle, excuse me. So, um, excuse me, the um, creatures that he's seeing are able to fly, it seems. Scorpions can't fly, so um, I guess this is the swarms that he's seeing, but like locusts because they had the shape of locusts um but they were dressed for battle like horses and they have breastplates and wings and but their wings are sound mighty like chariots so let's just know these are not just um regular old bugs and bees flying around and if they are 
there's a whole heap of them. They had tails like scorpions and there were stings in their tails. Their power was to hurt men five months. So um, again, with the, the sting of what they're able to inflict on people isn't lethal, but instead it hurts you for five months and that for whatever that five months, I don't know why that would be, it's so specifically five months, but what is that? It's like 150 days. Maybe that'll come in, come up at some other point. Let's keep reading. Uh, and they had as king over them, the angel of the bottomless pit, whose name is in whose name in Hebrew is Abaddon, but in Greek, he has the name Apollyon. So, um, some some preachers will try and conflate this with the character person entity known as the devil or satan and that's not the same person uh entity whatever it may be it's not the same person even though people will try and conflate them so this is some other entity it seems that isn't necessarily uh malevolent but instead has control over that realm, it seems, as king of it, um, according to this narrative. And remember, none of this is red letters, so it's not like Jesus is giving this as testimony of things that actually are or will be or have been at all. Instead, it's John as the identified as the, um, the narrator for this part of the Bible. Uh, one woe is past, behold, still two more woes, are coming after these things. So he's walking us through the vision of what he's seeing that's apparently going to happen at some time in the future from when he existed. And presumably this was about 2000 years ago of um, when these different seals and events are going to unfold. Um, let me see. Is that now, it's, it's just, if you're walking along with me in your Bible, if it's labeled, it says the sixth trumpet. So it's letting us know these different things are signified by trumpets. Now, whether they're actually audible or not is unclear. I mean, you know, unless or if those are just metaphors also. Um, verse 13, then the sixth angel sounded and I heard a voice from the four horns of the golden altar, which is before God. So um, it seems just like in any sort of uh, procession of events, the trumpets sound and then something else happens. Now um, this trumpet has sounded and um, a voice, an unidentified voice, it seems, um, says something. Verse 14, saying to the sixth angel who had the trumpet, release the four angels who are bound at the great river Euphrates. So um, this part of the world, uh, the Middle East, as we call it, where this river exists, still exists to this day um, in the Middle East. And it seems according to this vision or this episode that he's relaying to us that um, there's some energies, some uh, powers bound at that part of the world and specifically at this river. So the four angels who had been prepared for the hour and day and month and year were released to kill a third of mankind. So um, the angels are waiting there at that river. It doesn't mean that that's where the killing is going to happen. 
um, uh, just like um, it's maybe silent in the Arctic and Antarctic because it's not populated by people. But what happens in those parts of the world can affect everything that happens in the rest of the world as far as with the ice melting or freezing up again. Uh, it can affect in all of civil, civilization. Um, so just because they're at that part of the world doesn't mean it's only contained to or limited to that part of the world. Now, the number of the army of the horsemen was 200 million, and I heard the number of them. So it sounds like a lot of horsemen, people, it, an army it is, um, but then when you consider the world population, that's not even the total population of the United States. Instead, that would be roughly two out of three of the people in the United States. Um, slightly more than that, I guess. Um, but um, that's not a whole lot of people out of a planet of seven, seven billion people. But it is enough to put up an army. And so um, it says that's how large that army is. And that's just the ones that look have hair like women, doesn't say they look like women, they say they have hair, like women's hair, and um, that army. And thus I saw the horses in the vision, those who sat on them had breast, breastplates, fiery red, hyacinth blue, and sulfur yellow. And the heads of the horses were like the heads of lions, and out of their mouths came fire, smoke, and brimstone. So you know that these aren't actually locusts because locusts, as we know them, don't breathe those things. Um, um, so again, it's more metaphors. And I'm just curious now with these colors, um, red, yellow, and blue, it seems to me that if this is some vision of the future, that um, one of the ways that he, that the person who doesn't know sort of like English since it didn't exist back then or America since it wasn't, it didn't exist and what in its name back then, but would still be understood as the same thing. It would be through flags, like I mentioned before. So if, um, let's see, so, if you do a search for countries who have flags that are red, yellow, and blue, it's a limited number of countries. So I, I just think of that because if you, that would be one way of him identifying the person seeing it, identifying who it is for modern times without being able to actually know what the name is. Um, so for instance, Romania is one of the countries that pops up. So it could mean that those are parts of the world that have some key element to this part of his prophecy. Um, it looks like there's Romania. Why is this search so difficult? Um, Romania, Colombia. Um, strange, it's so difficult. Um, hmm. I'll just have to leave that so that, why is it so hard to find this answer? Oh, here we go. Okay, so it looks like Andorra, Chad, Colombia, Democratic 
Republic of the Congo, Moldova, Mongolia, and Romania um, with those colors. So I'm not very much for a world um, geopolitics as far as to know them enough to know what those parts of the world, how they're involved with American politics. Um, but if you are, then maybe some of those things will stand out to you. Or maybe in the coming days, things that are happening in those parts of the world will stand out to me um, that I'll point them out again to you um, in a future reading. God only knows. Um, so anyway, that's one of the ways I would think of, of identifying what part of the world or what power that be, powers that be of the powers that be may be active in this part of his vision. Moving on, by these three plagues, um, wait, did I skip one, let's see. Okay, by these three plagues, a third of mankind was killed by the fire and the smoke and the brimstone, which came out of their mouths. So does it mean a physical death? If it does, that's a huge slaughter. That's 2.3 billion people dying. That would be entire continents in some cases, and in some, um, it'd be a whole lot of people. It'd absolutely be everyone in America if you were taking it in crowds like that, and then a whole lot more than that. But if you look at it in a different way as far as the death, it could be not speaking about a physical death since it's talking metaphorically. Instead, it could be talking about a spiritual death or a loss in a sense of the soul where the people lose their way and find the fire um, by their power for their powers in their mouth and in their tails for their tails are like serpents having heads and with them they do harm so that's a hard one trying to figure out there the power that the army has is in the their mouth, I would think that means in the things they say, um, but also in their tails, what, how, uh, uh, a tail, but the tail has a head, so they're talking out of their butts somehow, um, which I mean, you know, that actually is a modern colloquialism a thing people say, talking out of your ass, so to speak, so it could, that actually could be the thing where people make make nonsense make sense nonsense and talk completely crazy and say they're this like christian but they're actually that like something else but the rest of mankind who are not killed by these plagues did not repent of the works of their hands that they should not worship demons and idols of gold, silver, brass, stone, and wood, which can neither see, nor hear, nor walk. So it seems the sin that is being committed by the people in the vision is that they're worshiping other things, things you can't see, like demons, although you can see that in people's actions and wickedness of people. But you can also see the other things they're worshiping, the, the things they are worshiping that you can see, like the gold, the silver, the brass, the stone, the wood, that means structures, uh, which can neither see nor hear nor walk. So the things, people are worshiping the things and the spiritual darkness rather than, um, and being and dying for it. 
rather than um, the light and living for it metaphorically. And they did not repent of their murders or their sorceries or their sexual immorality or their thefts. So there's a lot there. They're saying they not only did they not repent of the, uh, the sort of consumeristic greed of focusing on the gold, the silver, the brass, the stone, the wood, and all of that. But then they also fell short on other things, uh, uh, on not repenting of, so it means they could have been forgiven for these things. Repenting of the murders, that's pretty clear, Take, taking lives, especially if you premeditate and do it, but not just if you premeditate and do it, but if you take lives, but still can be forgiven of it if you repent. Sorceries, that's an interesting one because what comes to mind in modern times is witchcraft, black magic, voodoo, that sort of thing. But if you look at the translation of the word sorcery, its root word that it's translated from is pharmacia, which points to pharmacies, the word pharmacies in modern, modern, modern times, which to me, if you're going to look at modern events, would mean um, um, big pharma, uh, addictions, medications through, um, through, um, through, um, prescribed drugs. Uh, you can look, if you have the blueletterbible.org website, you can use it to see what I'm talking about by clicking the tools link. Um, and God bless them for that. Um, and then the sexual immorality, if you look at that, that word's trans, that what's being called, translated as sexual, sexual immorality, the root word of it um, comes from the word fornication, which uh, is, if you look even further, it's translated from the word pornea, the same which you would think of as porn or pornography in modern times. But then if you look further, you'll see that it's actually not talking about that at all. It's talking about something altogether different um, as far as the sexual morality. And one last thing about that, you know that that changes with the times also, just like many other parts of the Bible, because Jesus talks about sexual immorality being one of the acceptable reasons for a divorce. As far as if you've promised to stay together and all the vows that come with that, when that many people make when they get married. Um, if you break that, those vows or decide to end that contract, marriage contract, that's, there's no uh, sin in that. And Jesus goes over the different examples of what makes it exa uh, acceptable to, in that vow, break that contract. And sexual morality is one of them. But the definition of sexual morality is not just simply adultery, as people may think of it. Um, many things can be considered sexually immoral, immoral uh, depending on what times you live in. For instance, the different times we read about in the Bible, where men were allowed to have as many wives as they chose and uh, could afford. And the women were treated like property. Those times have clearly changed, at least in most of the civilized world, um, at least in the most of the above board world. It still happens here in America, I'm sure. But um, those times have generally changed and it's accepted that that's not a, a, like incest, marrying incestuously. Those things still exist, but they, for the most part, have changed. So the definition of what's sexually immoral, immoral 
also changes. It's no longer accepted like it is in the Bible. For a man to have as many women as he can afford and a woman to still be limited to just one, that's just not acceptable anymore. So to think that those things don't change is unreasonable and ridiculous. And it's where a lot of people make a mistake with religion and confusing it with Christianity. And that actually ends this reading. I appreciate you checking it out with me and I hope you'll join me again. We have these readings at random times on Mondays and Wednesdays, focusing on the Old Testament, since there are more books of the Old Testament. But we save these Saturday night readings specifically for Gospels, or at least books containing the Gospels, meaning the words that Jesus said. And we went over all that all earlier. If you're curious about past readings, you can see them here on this platform that you're listening to now while it lasts, or if you're an adult, you can go to my website, it's hungtgirl.com, and explore the past readings on the soul and spirit pages there. And just click on the Naked Truth, and you'll see the links there to past readings. <clears throat> Excuse me, if you're curious about me, the messenger, you can see the rest of the site and uh, find out about me, body, mind, spirit, and soul, as much as I could let you know. And um, feel free to help me out. You can make a donation, you can get a subscription, or you can just enjoy the free content. All of the above helps me out, and I appreciate it, and thank you for it. And hope you'll join me again. Stay safe, wear your mask, wash your hands. That's loving your neighbor. God bless you, and I'll see you next time. Thanks again. Peace.